If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To another episode of Blush. My name is Hiva. I hope everyone's having a beautiful Tuesday. We're finally nearing the end of the worst month of the year. It's all really uphill from here. It starts getting warmer. We have spring. We have flowers. Okay, you know the seasons. You don't need me to tell you this. So after last week's episode, I went and got my aura photographed. There's a place right by me, so it was super easy, although I made it way harder than it needed to be. It's closed on two days of the week, and I kept going on those days. (laughs) But anyway, I finally got it photographed, and it was so, it was exactly what I thought it would be. So I've always suspected that I have a highly purple aura. And then in last week's episode, Susanna said that she saw a lot of turquoise in me. And lo and behold, the photo is very turquoise and very purple and a good amount of blue in there too. So I went back and listened to last week's episode and Purple is all about intuition and creativity. Turquoise is like healing the creative wound, creativity, uh, earth energy, goddess energy, which (laughs) I will take. Thank you. And blue is all about relationships and peace and comfort. And style-wise, it's kind of basic staple pieces, which I've been all about lately. So yeah, It was interesting. I really want to go back in a few months because I have a big life change coming up. I'm not going to share what it is yet, but I will share in a couple of weeks, hopefully. I want you guys to be the first to know. No one really knows other than my family. So yeah, I'm pretty pumped and we're going to talk all about it. Okay, so today I want to talk about happiness. And we're going to get there in a slightly roundabout way. So lately I've noticed at night I get really depressed. And the first few times it happened, I didn't realize that it was just happening at night. 
So 8.30 rolls around and all of a sudden I was like, oh my God, I hate everything. Life is so pointless. Why bother with anything? And then the next day I woke up totally fine. And so I kind of forgot about it. And then 8.30 p.m. rolls around and same thought patterns. I'm highly sensitive, easily triggered. Like one night I was talking to my mom and I was like, she's being so bitchy. And then by like, I don't know, a weekend, I was like, wait, wait, wait. This is happening every single night around 8.30 p.m. Like this isn't, this I like I can't trust my thoughts that are happening past 8.30 p.m. because something is switching in me. So I've called this nighttime depression. I don't know if it's a real thing, but I feel like I've had it a lot throughout my life. And honestly, I've dealt with a lot of depression throughout my life. It's been on and off, on and off, on and off. I did a brief stint on antidepressants in college, didn't really do much for me. I've tried just millions of other things. Anyway, so once I recognized what was happening, I was like, okay, I just know to not trust my thoughts or opinions past 8.30 p.m. I can just kind of power through it, wake up the next day totally optimistic and fine. But I'm going to try to find some ways to cope with this. Now, before I get to the rest of the story, I have to kind of backtrack. Now, if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you may recall me talking about this evening routine that I have that I call gratefuls. I've been doing this since the fall of 2014. It first started with saying three things that I was grateful for and one positive thing that happened in the past 24 hours. It later evolved and I added on some things. I think it was one thing I'm looking forward to and one thing that's nice in the present moment. Nevertheless, started that fall of 2014. I would do it with friends all the time. It's just been part of my daily routine all these years. Okay, so a couple months ago, I learned about something called the Tetris Effect. So the Tetris effect is a psychological concept that describes this phenomenon where your thoughts and dreams are influenced by something that you're spending a lot of time on throughout the day. The name comes from the game of Tetris. Researchers noticed that when kids played Tetris for five hours in the day, they would often see falling Tetris pieces when they close their eyes or in their dreams. And I've noticed that this happens to me. I first, or the first time I really remember noticing it was when I was on a beach trip with my friend's family in middle school or early high school. And it may have been my first time in the ocean. And so we're in the ocean all day, you know, feeling the waves. And then at night when I'd close my eyes, it would feel like my body was still in the ocean. I've also experienced this with Tetris (laughs) and I've also experienced it with Excel spreadsheets. 
when I worked in policy and business and stuff, I spent a lot of time on Excel spreadsheets, which I low-key love, but that's neither here nor there. And when I'd close my eyes, I would just see Excel cells and formulas and stuff. Anyway, so when I heard about this, I just became really intrigued and I was researching it to see how I could harness this phenomenon for good. Like maybe if I spent five hours a day visualizing, you know, a billion dollars falling through the ceiling, maybe that would happen. I don't know. I just wanted to research it more. So throughout that process, I came across a psychologist named Sean Aker. Now, Sean Aker wrote a book called The Happiness Advantage, which I ordered immediately, but I did not touch for a while. Fast forward a month, a month and a half, and I have this nighttime depression. And so I'm like, huh, I have a book sitting right next to me called The Happiness Advantage. Maybe it's time to open that puppy up and see what's in there. So I start reading a little bit, and I'm just enamored. And then I start listening to Sean Aker on other podcasts and stuff. And I'm listening to this podcast and he's like, yeah, there are these proven ways to increase happiness. And he starts talking. The first thing he says is saying three things that you're grateful for. And I was like, huh, I already do that. How cute. Number two, one positive thing that happened. And so I'm like, whoa, wait. That can't be a coincidence. So then I go back and I'm like, okay, I've been doing this since fall of 2014. What happened then? And then I remember my law school invited a speaker to talk about something. I don't remember what. It was in this odd period that we had where they'd bring in guest lecturers, but it wasn't a graded thing. You didn't have to go. And it was kind of my only time to go home and walk my dog. So I never went. And I do remember that one being like, huh, I wonder what he talks about. So I asked one of my classmates and she was like, yeah, it's this guy. He's given TED Talks. I don't know. Watch his TED Talk. So I watched his TED Talk and that's where I got the idea. How wild is that? I love these full circle moments. Anyway, so as I was reading and listening to him, I did find out that I was actually doing these things wrong. And I'll explain that later. So Sean Aker is one of the main players in a field of psychology called positive psychology. So most psychology is focused on diminishing the bad, how to cure depression, anxiety, OCD, borderline personality disorder, you get it. Positive psychology, on the other hand, focuses on how to go from average to better. So not just going from depressed to not depressed, but how to actually be happy. Sean looked at his Harvard students. Yeah, he went to Harvard, taught at Harvard, no big deal. And he found that one in five of the students were happy. So instead of focusing on four out of five that are unhappy and how to fix them, he was like, wait, let's look at these outliers. What 
are they doing differently? What do they have in common? He then, you know, traveled the world, looked at different communities, looked at different industries, ran experiments, yada, yada, yada. He eventually came up with proven scientific ways to be happier. One of the things that he really talks about is that happiness is a choice. Now, for a long time, we thought that happiness was largely genetic. In fact, I remember at my first job out of college, I worked in policy. I was bored to tears 90% of the day. I would finish my work way earlier and I'd just have to sit at this computer until 5 p.m. and just dick around and play Tetris. But a lot of the time I was actually researching psychological concepts, nutrition, you know, all the fun things that I get to do now. And I remember reading that happiness is largely genetic. It's like 10% under your control, but it's a largely genetic thing. And if you're just a pessimistic, unhappy person, that's just what it is. And Sean Aker vehemently disagrees. He says that there are actionable steps that you can take to improve your happiness, and he has data to back him up. Now, you might be wondering... Why are we talking about this on Blush? Isn't this supposed to be about dating and interpersonal relationships? Why aren't you telling us about, you know, your fights with your boyfriend or interviewing a sex coach or something? But here's why. Being happy improves your relationships. Studies show that positive people are perceived as more attractive, more trustworthy, Happiness is one of the top things that people look for in a mate. So if you're single, listen up. And what's really, really cool is the more positive and happy you are, the more positive and happy the people around you become. Happiness is literally contagious. As humans, we have a type of neuron in our brain called mirror neurons And they basically mimic what's going on around you. So one really cool study they did was of 12 people waiting for an airplane. They didn't know they were in a study. And a researcher goes around them and just acts anxious. He's tapping his foot on the ground, checking his watch. And within two minutes, 120 seconds, seven of the 12 people waiting became anxious. But the opposite is true also. So if you're happy, you'll make other people around you happy too. Now you might be wondering, okay, so we're in a group of five, one person's anxious, one person's happy. Are we just going to cancel each other out? What happens? Research shows that the person who's most outwardly with their feelings is the one that's going to influence the rest. So if you smile, other people tend to smile. If you're tapping your foot and checking your watch, other people become anxious. So if you're happy, you should really show it, I guess. I don't know. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Okay, anyway. (laughs) On top of affecting your relationships, happiness is shown to increase sales by 37%, increase productivity by 31%, Happy people are 40% more likely to receive a promotion over a two-year period. 
their immune system improves, they live longer, they're three times more creative, and their intelligence rises. One study at MetLife found that the top 10% most optimistic sales force was outselling the other 90% by 89%. I know I just said a lot of numbers, but basically being happy will make you healthier, physically healthier, will make your relationships better, will make other people around you healthier and happier and their relationships better, and it'll make you be better at work. So yeah, pretty compelling reasons to try to be happier. So I want to share the five tactics that Sean Aker has proven through experiments. But before I get into it, I just have to give this disclaimer. I'm not a mental health professional. Listening to this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I also want to say that medication is great I'm not saying don't take antidepressants if you need them. Again, I'm not a mental health professional. I don't know. I think everyone knows what's best for them. These are just some tools that I've read about and I've been implementing and seeing results. So I'll share exactly what I've experienced. But regardless of whatever else you do or don't do, these are just some easy, free habits that you can implement. So if you're going to therapy, if you're going to therapy and you're on medication or you're doing none of these things, regardless, you can still implement these five tactics. And spoiler alert, I have not had nighttime depression since day three of implementing some of these. I don't know. That's pretty fucking cool. Okay, so with all five of these, you have to do them for 21 days straight. But what's cool is you don't have to do all five. Doing just one of the five for 21 days straight has been scientifically proven to make you happier. Okay, so the first one of the five is stating three new things that you're grateful for and why. Now, this sounds familiar, but here is what I did wrong. They have to be new every time. I wouldn't just repeat the same three things every time, but I would repeat myself quite a bit. They actually did a study on this with a group of Amex bankers, and after 21 days, They didn't see a huge difference and they were like, huh, that's odd. And then they went back and looked and people were repeating things. So the key here is you have to state new things every time for 21 days straight. And you want to kind of list a why too and focus on the why. Now what happens here is as your brain is scanning for the positive things, those neural pathways get stronger and your brain becomes better at seeing the positives. So you're training your brain to be more optimistic. Studies show that low-level pessimists became optimists by day 22 of doing this. So that's pretty cool. And just a quick tip, the way I've been doing this now is I just say three things that I'm grateful for from that day, and that helps me to not be repetitive because I'm not writing them down, so I can't really remember. 
But if I just focus on a random thing from that day, that makes it a little less likely that I'll repeat it, right? I'm not just saying like my parents, my apartment, my dog every night. It's a lot more specific than that. Number two, recalling a positive event that happened that day in detail. So here's what I've done wrong with this. It has to be in detail and you have to journal it. So you want to write what you were wearing, what happened, how you felt in detail. It only takes a couple of minutes, but what I would do was I would just be like, yeah, I made it to my appointment on time. Boom, done. That's not sufficient. You want to get detailed with it. And the reason is because when you're that detailed, you're feeling it all over again. And our brain actually can't distinguish between visualization and something actually happening. So when you're recalling that memory in that much detail, it's the same as visualization and you're kind of tricking your brain into thinking it's actually happening. They studied this on the National MS Society So they did it for 21 days straight, and six months later, they were able to drop their pain medication because that happiness translated into less pain. So that's pretty fucking cool. Number three, 15 minutes of fun cardiovascular activity. Keyword, fun. This isn't punishing yourself. This isn't, I ate a brownie, so I have to go for a jog. No, something that's fun to you and gets your heart rate up. So in studies, they found that just 15 minutes of fun cardiovascular activity per day for 21 days straight had the same antidepressant effect as pharmaceuticals in the first six months. And within two years, the rates of relapsing into depression fell by 70%. Now you may be thinking, cool, Heva, hot take, exercise releases endorphins. That's actually not why. The release of endorphins is a short, temporary effect. The reason is because when people exercise, they believe that their behavior matters and they have better habits throughout the day. So really, exercise is a starter drug for good habits, which I guess make you happy. So that's cool. I haven't really been doing this. I mean, I do walk everywhere, so I guess I get 15 minutes. I mean, yeah, I get way more than 15 minutes of something that I consider to be fun. So I mean, I guess I do that naturally, but I don't know if I'm raising my heart rate enough. Nevertheless, I'm doing some of the other ones, so I think I'm good. Number four, meditation. Now, before I go on, I know you may be thinking, yeah, 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 everyone talks about meditation. I get it. I get it. But like, I can't. My mind's too busy. I'm not good at it. Here's the thing. It's only for two minutes, 120 seconds. And all you need to do is watch your breath. So by that, I mean you inhale and you pay attention to the inhale, track how the air feels going through your nostrils, hold it for a second, and then exhale. And again, just pay attention to how the breath feels. 
That's it for 120 seconds. We can all do something for two minutes, right? I mean, remember that Kimmy Schmidt show on Netflix where she was in some weird cult and she had to turn that lever constantly in the bunker to keep the lights on for the cult leader and it hurt her and she said that she would do it because she would just take it like two minutes at a time and be like, well, I can do anything for two minutes. So if that chick can be in a cult and be oppressed and be in this bunker and be turning this gigantic lever to keep power on for this disgusting cult leader, then we can all sit and close our eyes and just pay attention to our breath for two minutes a day. That is it. They studied this at Google and they showed that accuracy rates went up by 10%. And the people who participated were much happier. But here's what's really cool. The stress levels of the people around them went down. So it's pretty wild that doing these things not only affects you, but affects the people around you. Like think how many times you've been like, oh, I hate, like, I don't know, being around my family. They're so toxic. Or like my coworker just has such negative energy. Or, you know, all these things were like, oh, this person's so negative. This person's so toxic. I should cut them out of my life. No, not really. You just out positive their negativity. It's that simple. Okay, so the fifth one is is the most powerful of the five. And it's really simple and it's really cool. So first thing in the morning, before you do anything else, take out your phone, write a two-minute positive message to someone you know. You want to do this before you read any emails, before you read any messages, before you go in your Instagram DMs or anything else. A different person every day for 21 days. Okay, I've been doing this. I'm not at 21 days yet. I think I'm at day 12 or 13 or something. I will say by day two, I started to feel a little icky about it because it felt exploitative. Like I, it almost felt disingenuous because I'm saying these nice things to people for self-serving purposes. Like they just think that they're getting this really nice message, but actually it's part of this larger scheme to raise my own happiness levels or, you know, to do research for the podcast. But then I stopped and I thought about it and I was like, wait, I'm not lying. I'm not just, you know, picking random names and sending them bullshit. I'm actually sitting there and thinking about it. And I'm like, okay, who am I grateful for? Who am I grateful for their presence in my life? And how do I actually feel about this person? And let me communicate it to them. So if you are someone who has gotten a message from me between... 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, 
it was for this, but I meant every single word of it. So please don't think like, oh, she only did this to do this. I mean, this is what inspired me to do it. But I mean, if you give money to charity and you feel really good about it, does that make the donation any less impactful? I don't think it should, right? Like it really shouldn't. I don't know. So <laughs> yeah, I I have kind of dreaded this episode coming out and people being like, cool, that's why you messaged me that. But again, I meant every word. I have not lied through doing this at all. And also before I started doing this, I was like, 21 people? Like how? <laughs> I don't even know 21 people. But here's the thing. It's not just like your family and friends. You should find your role models, former teachers, people who inspired you and changed your life. Actually, one of the ones that made me feel the best was this guy that I... I don't really know him that well. Um, we worked at the same place back when I worked in policy. Like I met him when I was in college interning and we've always kind of stayed in touch via social media, but it's not like we're close friends or anything at all. But he has had such a big impact on my life without even knowing it because he's one of those people that was always really, really progressive. And keep in mind, we worked in libertarian politics. So there were a lot of more conservative types. And he was always just really socially progressive, really feminist, really open about his life, his mental health, about his sexuality. I mean, in ways that I'd never seen before. Because keep in mind, this was like the 2010s. Not nowadays, where I think people are just a lot more open. There's been so much stigma removal around mental health and stuff. Like, I remember when I first realized I was depressed in 2010, I didn't want anyone to know. Whereas now I just talk about it on a podcast and it's no big deal. Anyway, so he was always really, really inspirational to me. And so he isn't close in my life, but. I shared that and it felt really fucking good. And guess what? Every single day, people have responded and been like, holy shit, this is the best thing I could have woken up to. So by day three of doing this, I think that was the first night that I didn't have my nighttime depression and I haven't had my nighttime depression since. And I can't think of anything else I could really attribute it to. This was the big game changer for me. And I'm telling you, that nighttime depression was intense. Like if I had taken that depression test, there's a test that'll tell you how depressed you are. I'm telling you, it would have been like, you need to check yourself in somewhere because it would be like, life is pointless. Everything sucks. Like it was so extreme. But yeah, literally three days of doing this, boom, it was done. So going back to the science of it all, studies show that doing it for three days in a row makes your brain addicted to it. Basically what happens is while you're writing that message for two minutes, you're thinking of the positive impact that this person has had on your life. And so you're just having these feel-good chemicals in your brain to start off your day, 
And then on top of that, you know that you're making someone else really, really happy, which then makes you really, really happy. So you're basically spending all day with your brain running that positivity on the back burner. Same study showed that when you do it 21 days in a row, your social connections become incredibly strong. Social connection is actually the greatest predictor of happiness. And another really cool tidbit, social connection is as predictive of how long you'll live as obesity, high blood pressure, and smoking. So if you're obese and have high blood pressure and you smoke, then you can offset that by having really strong social connections. And it's really cool because you can just do this for two minutes a day. And really, that's why I love doing this podcast. The relationships in our lives are so important. And I just love doing research and sharing all the things that I find that can improve our relationships. You know, I think back to my first job out of college, the one where I said I was bored all the time and playing Tetris and I would sit around and do research on these things. Like I would be so engaged by it. It would just make the days go by and it blows my mind that I get to do this now. So instead of, you know, doing all this research just for myself and then in between, pulling up some Excel spreadsheets and writing some nonsense about clean energy or whatever. I now just get to do this all the time. And I have an audience who cares about this shit. And it just makes me so grateful. So yeah, if there is a way for me to have every single listener's contact information so I could send them a two-minute message every morning... I could keep doing this because I love you guys so much. I'm so grateful that you guys listen. I'm so grateful that you share these episodes, that you put them in your stories, engage with the content, whatever. I really, I have a hard time thinking of words to express how happy it makes me. So yeah, these are the five tactics. They're easy They take almost no time. Pick the ones that you want to do. Like I said, all you have to do is one of the five for 21 days in a row. Obviously, if you're kind of like an overachiever or perfectionist, you can try to do more of them. Do the ones that appeal to you. But I would really recommend doing the fifth one. You know, being a little over halfway through, I'm kind of blown away by the effects and I think that everyone would benefit from doing this and it's cool because you're also making other people happy. So yeah, that's the episode. Love you guys. If you took something from this, please share it with someone. Share it with everyone. I mean, this is an episode that really can benefit everyone and I know usually I ask you to share for self-serving purposes But this one is different. This one can affect things because if we become happier, other people become happier. We're all going to live better lives. So yeah, please, please share it. Love you guys. Rate, review, subscribe. You know the drill. But most importantly, do share this with your community so we can all lift each other up.
See you next week.